Welcome to the Space for Magic podcast, where people who are led by their hearts come to learn the secrets to receiving all the gifts the universe has for us. I'm your host, Patty Lennon. I'm an ex-type A corporate banker turned intuitive coach. Using a blend of common sense, brain science, and just a dash of magic, I am here to help you create abundance in every area of your life and business. Welcome. Hey there, welcome to this episode of the Space for Magic podcast. I'm your host, Patty Lennon, and I am super excited to talk about my favorite show happening right now, Ted Lasso. Now, if you do not have Apple Plus, the streaming service, I don't believe you can access it, but I will tell you it is worth it to get it at least for a month to be able to watch the episodes that are out so far which I know sounds super crazy. Why is Patty coming on here to talk about a TV show? But I will tell you, there is some hardcore magic going on inside this show in a couple of different ways. The first is just, I think having an experience, a cinematic experience of any sort these days that feels good to your soul is magical in and of itself because it seems like so much of what is put out these days has these really um, cynical, dark characters at the heart of them. And I was listening to someone else talk about Ted Lasso on their podcast, and they said that they think it was a podcast that was more like focused on you know, getting into the heart of writing and development of screenplays, etc. And they were talking about the fact that it's just a lot easier to write darker characters, to write cynical characters and with some depth than it is to write a good character, a kind person, a positive person with depth. Isn't that fascinating? But I get it. It it really is true. I mean, there's just so much, it's just so much easier to dive into the darkness, I think, than to really create depth in goodness certainly from a creative writing standpoint. And I also find that that goes for life. Like I think that we just naturally can dig into like the dark, scary parts of our lives. We might want to avoid them. I, I shouldn't say it that way. But like when something goes wrong, it's a lot compelling to dig into it and figure out why, then put that same level of attention on things that go right. And we're just trained that way. I think our minds are trained that way to explore what's not working in a way that is so much stronger than to explore what is working and what's really good. So there's just that layer of it, that just that alone's magical. Then there's just the experience of watching something that makes you feel good, right? It really will make you feel like the world's a slightly more or maybe a profoundly more magical place than you would think. Now, if you don't know anything about Ted Lasso, before I go into the other magical parts of it, The basic premise is that a college football coach is recruited across the pond to go and coach a UK football team. In the US, we call that soccer, but it's generally called football in everywhere else in the world. And he's brought over there not knowing anything about the sport. 
And we very quickly come to find in the first episode that the reason he's been brought over is that the woman that owns the team has recently acquired the team in a messy divorce. And she's really trying to get the team to fail because it's the one thing her philandering ex-husband really loved. So that's the premise of it. But that premise really doesn't do it justice because really what's happening underneath that high-level summary is that the show is exploring what it means to be someone who's kind and positive on the planet and the impact that that kindness can have in different people's lives. It also dives into those characters that are a little more grumpy or cynical. You get very quickly, you understand what has led them to be this way, as well as giving you access to supporting characters in their lives that can show that they're, they don't show up this grumpy way or this cynical way in all areas of their life. And so there's just a lot of depth to the characters without it being a really heady show, meaning you can just lie back and watch and it's entertaining. So, you know, there's a piece of magic just there, but here's the one that really fascinates me and why I'm doing, why I felt like I wanted to interrupt my podcast schedule, what I planned to talk about and talk about Ted Lasso. And that is the intangible magic that's out there. And so this is what's, this to me is the big piece of it. When I talk about space for magic, when I wrote the book, Make Space for Magic, the thing I wanted to show my readers and what I try and bring alive here is that we take steps with intention and then we surrender what we can't control. And that's where this magic comes in. And you can't pinpoint how the universe, how the divine works this magic into our lives, but we know it when we feel it. We know it when we feel it. And that's the thing is magic is not something you can do step one, step two, step three, step four, and then control that at step five, the magic is going to show up. What you do is you do your steps and then you, you let go. And there's that gap from when you've let go of your control to where the thing that feels like magic shows up that is beyond your reach. It's beyond what you can touch. It's beyond what you can orchestrate. And it is only possible in a complete state of trust. Now I have not really um, gone down the rabbit hole of researching the writers of Ted Lasso or is gone into the background much of you know what is going into the creation, what the intention of the show was. So I, I'm making some assumptions here, but I'm telling you, there must be some level of surrender to a magical force, to the universe, to the divine, by the writers by the entire team. I know it's not just the writers, the writers, the directors, the producers, the cameramen and women, the lighting staff, the crew, you know, all of them are coming together. They're each doing their part. And then the divine is working her way through this script. And you'll only ever be able to understand that until you watch it. Now I'm hoping I'm not building this up too much because I went into it kind of like, I went in watching it because you know, I hit a tipping point of a number of people that I trust in my feed talking about the show. 
knowing that they tend to be people that like, you know, uplifting storylines. And I really went in a bit cynical, I will say, to like, am I actually going to like this? I really thought I was going to watch one episode and that would be the end of it because the previews kind of make it look like Ted Lasso is this goofy, over-the-top, physical comedy kind of person. And I will tell you, that's not at all the case. He's His character is quite grounded throughout the show. And so I did go in not really 100% believing this would be a good show. And now I'm building it up for you. So I'm hoping you still have the same experience I do. But I will tell you, as I've been watching it, I've really been fascinated because back in college, I was an English major and I did a lot of work with literary interpretation and kind of breaking apart writing to find out how feelings are created by words and sentence structure and imagery and So when I'm watching something that has such an impact on me, that part of my mind does kick into gear. And I go back and I watch something and I try and pinpoint what was the tone of voice? Was it the lighting? Was it what was in the back? Like what is really giving me this feeling that I'm having and I have not been able to pinpoint it. And that is why I am concluding that there is some hardcore magic woven into this show it truly helps you believe in the goodness of people and and maybe not even believe, but remind you that people are generally good. And the ones that show up with difficulty, that there is a reason for it. And if we can create a bit of space for each other to have our experiences, and this is something the Ted Lasso character does so well, is give people the benefit of the doubt that they will rise to the greatest versions of themselves. What happens is really beautiful. It's funny, I'm tearing up just thinking about it. Now, I I will tell you that I'm on episode seven at this point. And it took until episode seven for me to be confident that I was going to do a podcast on it because up until episode six, Ted doesn't get a lot of opportunity to expose the parts of him that are struggling. And my fear was that they were going to put forth this caretaker character, this good person that probably you would identify with, that probably is the type of person you are, that I am by nature, the giver, not the receiver. And that ultimately we would be served up a storyline that, you know, hey, look at all of these people that benefit from this person's positivity and therefore him sucking it up and kind of taking the barbs and the the jibes that he gets from people and, and kind of the way he's let down, he kind of sucks it up and that because everyone else benefits from it, that that's a good thing, right? And I, and if that was the way that the storyline was going to keep going, I didn't have as much love for the show as now that tipping point in the seventh episode created for me. And I can tell you, if you start to notice that early on, that like, well, here's this good guy. I really like him. You're feeling good. But then all of a sudden you question, hey, but who's taking care of him, right? Is he giving himself the same attention? I just want you to know that 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 does start to shift and, and that is explored a bit further on in the episodes. And, um, One thing that's also kind of caught my curiosity is 
where did the courage to create this particular show come from? Because, you know, when you're, when you're going to get something greenlit, it's going to be because the investors in it think that it can make money, right? That it's going to be watched. And if you take all the data that's out there, it's pointing to the fact that people are liking dystopian storylines. That's unfortunate truth. And um, there's a reason why that is appealing to people right now. So to step into such a bold shift from where the trend in storylines are, I am dying to know. And believe me, I haven't had time to go down the rabbit hole. I will be going down to learn everything about the creators of this show. But um, I want to believe it's inspired action. It's that thing you do because you feel that it's the right thing to do, despite what the outside world would show you. And and in fact, it's the underpinnings of the storyline because what college coach in football, in U.S. football, is going to go across the country and leave his family to take a chance on this other thing, right? And why he does it is eventually revealed, I think probably in episode two or three, so I won't speak to it. But a lot of this is, you know, a lot of the storylines are people rising to the occasion. It's a people rising up to be a better version of themselves, to meet, you know, the courage that's being asked of them, to meet it straight on and walk through with courage to be that person. And, and of course, there's people that are that falter and there are people that fall down in the process of doing that. But ultimately, you end up cheering for everyone. Every single one of the characters, no matter how they're showing up, you want them to succeed. You want them to find their way. Even the ones that make life difficult on someone else, you want others to find grace for them. Because you can see so clearly if the world would meet them with a bit more kindness, would extend a bit of grace to them, that they might be able to show up differently. Dear Lord, I can't believe I'm crying this much talking about Ted Lasso. And God, that is what we all need right now, right? To not have such a polarized experience of each other where you're on my team or you're, um, you're either for me or against me, right? Like what would this world be like right now if we could all start wanting the best for each other, hoping and cheering for every single person's success, not wishing that some fail along their path? And not doing it because it's the right thing to do, but doing it from an authentic place because you see what's possible when each person is offered that kindness and grace. You see what's possible for all of us collectively if each of us is able to walk in that light. It's just astounding to me that these creators of this show have been able to give us that. It's not an easy task. It is not an easy task to craft that many characters with that many flaws 
where you can still end up authentically rooting for each of them. I mean, that's amazing. And then when I turn it back on myself and I think, am I doing that? Am I authentically rooting for every person in my life? The answer is absolutely not. (laughs) Absolutely not. I am not that good, but I can be. And you know what it takes? It takes that I start by extending that kindness and grace to myself. And that's the other beautiful thing about Ted Lasso, because as you're watching this, you just feel better about yourself. You can extend a bit more grace to yourself, a bit more kindness, because there in front of you, you're seeing the value of it. You're seeing what it gives you. You know, one of the things, when my dad was alive, there were a few shows he loved, and it was just funny which ones he picked. He loved The Big Bang Theory. He was obsessed with it. And or I, I shouldn't say obsessed. He just really looked forward to it when it would come on. What was so funny about that is I'd never watched The Big Bang Theory when he did. And now I'm watching it, kind of looking at back episodes. And I see that some of the humor is pretty raunchy. And he was a pretty straight-laced Catholic. So I find that fascinating that he was able to like overlook some of the stuff that I know wouldn't kind of jive with his morals, I would say, his moral compass. And then the other show he liked, which really did make sense to me, was Blue Bloods. (laughs) That really fell in line with him and the way he was made up. So he would talk about, you know, what had happened on the show, right? Or he would make reference to characters. And after I got into a couple of episodes of Ted Lasso, my dad was the person that came to me. And I really thought about him and I think he would have loved the show. I'm curious if it would have touched him the same way it touches me. Because like I said, one of the things the show does so well is to explore the value of kindness. And as I've shared, kindness, my dad was a very kind person, but it was the thing that really came hit home when he crossed over after he passed and he was on the other side. And I've shared this here before, but in case you're listening for the first time or you didn't hear that story, because he was Catholic and and believed that, you know, despite having gone to confession and done all the things required to be a good Catholic, he expected that when he crossed over, God or, you know, one of the lesser saints would be waiting for him to kind of run through his list of minor sins and kind of have like a uh, reckoning, like a minor reckoning. He knew he hadn't done anything that would have put him in purgatory or hell, but there was going to be this sort of like answering for some stuff. And then he would move on past the pearly gates. That was you know, generally his expectation. And that when he did cross over, there were all these people waiting for him. People that he had extended kindness to in many forms because of the work he did in the world, just because of who he was. And his message to me, his very first message to me, because when he first crossed over, he died suddenly, by the way, in his sleep. So my understanding, what I'm starting to get from talking to other people on the other side of the veil is, you know, when they cross over, depending on how long their death was, like my mom went through cancer. So she had quite a bit of time preparing for her crossing. But when there's a sudden crossing, There needs to be almost an integration period to sort of understand what's going on and to catch up with it. And so when my dad first crossed over, he would appear to me, but not be able to say anything to me. And my mom would would join him and she would assure me that he was fine. 
and that he would be okay and that she was taking care of him and that he would be able to eventually be able to communicate to me. And when that time came, which was only, I think it was about two weeks after he passed, when that time came, the very first thing he wanted me to know was that kindness is the only currency that matters. He said, Patty, when you cross over, that is the only currency you take with you. That is essentially what you cash in when you cross over. All that kindness is what's returned to you. And when he shared that with me, it really validated some really important things in my life. Because at my heart, being kind was always really who I was when I was young. And becoming more, you know, um, logistical and a good leader and able to, you know, get things done. And those attributes that really became valuable to the outside world, especially when I was at the bank. And even as a coach, you know, being able to like direct people and and bring them all along and, and show them how to make things happen in their life. The piece of me that used to be the most important part that I was kind didn't seem to have a lot of value. And I didn't stop being kind. It's just, I stopped viewing it through the lens of probably the awe and the love that it deserved because I have showed up kind in situations that have been really challenging to stay kind. And I know you have too. And I think that's one of the reasons why I'm here doing an entire episode about Ted Lasso because we finally get to see that value accurately portrayed in a way that is just so well done and so understood. And it's affirming. It's affirming to have something that the outside world has not put a lot of, and I shouldn't say the outside world, but the media world hasn't put a lot of focus on. And to have it brought front and center, is just really beautiful. And it gives me a lot of hope because I've seen how many people are getting excited about this show. Another friend told me that she was fine. I told her, you got to watch it. And she goes, okay, you're the last person. I'm not going to need to hear it one more time. I'll go watch it. But she goes, I really, the tipping point she said for her was that she's friends with a very cynical journalist who just always has these very well-written but cutting remarks about life and humanity that she posts to the world. And that this person posted that Ted Lasso has made her believe in the goodness of humanity. And she just wrote this very big energy pose about just like the goodness of the world. And she did in a very funny way, of course. But my friend told me, if this person likes Ted Lasso you know, and has that to say about it, then I, there really is some miracle happening inside the show. So I want to believe that this is just one of those, those signs or those lightning rods that were placed here on earth for us to let us know that the world really is waking up to the importance of goodness and kindness and love and charity to others and and the value in extending grace to others. And what I will leave you with is, besides that I think you should watch it, is even if you don't watch it, what I can tell you is just start by extending some kindness and grace to yourself. Just honoring that where you are is the best place you can be for yourself with whatever flaws, whatever limitations, whatever 
not enoughness you think that you're showing up with. Understand you are showing up as the very best version of you that you can possibly be right now. And if you can trust that, and if you can love that, and if you can give that grace and kindness, I promise you many more miracles and magic will arrive. I send you so much love and I will have to end this broadcast with a little bit of a commercial to let you know that the Make Space for Magic book is still on pre-order, which means it's going to be shipping out, I believe, next week from when this podcast drops. If you buy it now in our pre-order book launch party time now through November 14th, you get a number of bonuses, which although it doesn't include this yet, will probably include a private conversation about the connection between the Ted Lasso plot and my book, because there are some um, places where there's some crossover there. And um, you'll also get one of my most loved courses, my Pendulum Magic course, which is that's a $97 value. You'll get behind the scenes interviews with between me and my team and the publishers. You will get access to treasure hunts happening with the book um, where you can win lots of prizes. And we're just having really beautiful conversations in our private Magic Makers community. Our Magic Makers community is exclusively for those of you who buy the book early. So to um, get the book, go to pattylinen.com forward slash make space for magic. You'll see the order button there. Once you've ordered the book, go back to the page, put your name, email address, and receipt number in, and you will get shipped out those bonuses ASAP, as well as being brought into our private community chat room. All right. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful day. And I send you my love. Hey, thanks for listening. If you know someone who needs to hear this message, please share this episode with them. And if you're feeling really generous, I'd love for you to leave us a review at your favorite podcast app. It helps us reach many more people and it fills my heart with so much joy when I hear what you have to say about what I've shared. I'm cheering for your success. Have an amazing day. And don't forget, always create space for magic. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.